This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it is a Tuesday edition of the middle. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We appreciate you checking in and uh, smash that like button. And uh, Barrett, I'm here to inform you that uh, I found out yesterday afternoon that there was not going to be a Manning cast for this football game last night. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I sat there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch the whole damn thing on the regular feed. What? And I whoa, stayed whoa, up whoa, for the whoa, entire whoa. football game right through crazy. the end. <laughs> Do you believe that? Now I think no, I should no. I think I should get something for this. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I actually the I NFL mean, owes you something. You they took do. your time out. <laughs> they do. I I stayed through to the very, very end, 17-15, and you know, the Washington football team had to hold on and sweat that one out uh because their kicker pulled his hamstring after getting an extra point blocked and then him trying to run down a a just cat-quick defensive lineman who picked up the ball after blocking it and ran it all the way into the end zone. You saw that kicker just reach back for that left hamstring, and he went down like he was shot like a with a deer rifle. Man, you, you're not used to being athletes like that, man. You know, we just kick. That's right. what they say. We just kick. Yeah. yeah that's happened a lot, man. That's happened a lot. I've, I've seen in my career – I've seen that happen like five or six times, man. That's common, unbelievable. Actually. Like you know, the guys, he's kind of like a little fat guy. He looks like <laughs> me out there, you know, like in a football <laughs> uniform, right? And and he's got this great right leg, or good enough to you know to kick a forty-eight yard field goal every once in a while. But man, he can't run worth a damn. No, you know, <laughs> he hey. Just went down. I mean, he went down like you. Wow. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, it looked like he was shot. It's like a deer running across the you know a farmer's field and get that thirty odd right. six that he's down, unbelievable. But man, so they have to sweat that out. I guess they didn't want the punter to try to kick a field goal there late. I kind of thought that might have been a mistake because they said the guy can make it from you know well within that range. Right, right. You know because the, you say what you want about Washington. I mean they're they're a much better football team after their bye week these last 3 games, but they still are not a team. They're one of those teams that in the red zone they just bog down. They yep. just don't seem to have enough plays uh and playmakers in the red zone for some reason and they 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 end up being forced to kick a lot of field goals. Well that's because they're the the, the basis of their offense is, is run off speed they mm-hmm. got speed guys on the outside right and usually speed guys are smaller right not so once power that gets, guys exactly right. so yeah. once it you know that once the area in which they have to cover those guys shrinks a little bit you can play coverage di- a lot different because now you don't have to go out there and cover guys as much right you, you're covering a smaller area and those guys used to bow up then mm-hmm yeah so, and you know and heineke is you know for as serviceable as he has been is limited Right, okay. right. I mean, you know, there's there's a ceiling to him, and he's you know he's probably approaching it right now. 
um, you know, as, as he's been playing these last couple games. I mean, he started 10 games. And, you know, they were really – did you notice this last night during that broadcast? They were really trying to pump him up. It was almost uh, like it was a, like a pre-broadcast thing. Like, hey, man, we're really going to highlight the hell out of this Taylor Heineke guy, you know, and the story that he has been. You know, it's such a great – because even after the game, uh, Salters is interviewing him on the field. I stayed through this. And she, what? And she started going into, like, what a great story. To, you know, like almost like it was like this – um, I don't know, like a Tom Rinaldi piece. Yeah, like from no, Cinderella, you know, you know. I mean, right. That glass slipper is going to come off. Believe right. That he's yeah. not getting paid. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, you know, he's he's he's. I think what he's done is he's earning his way into being a a backup quarterback and a yes. bridge quarterback uh, yep. for whether it's that Chase franchise Daniels. or somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but man, they were really trying to sell him hard last night. I mean, Riddick is talking. You know, anytime he'd make any any slight good play, it would be like you know they they blow it up. I didn't know if you noticed that or not. I did, and I'm yeah. looking at it like this is Tyler Henneke. What 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 is what is all this? You know, and then I'm looking at the game. You know, they're they're trying to highlight. You know, this is a duel. Uh, he's not even close, and they're trying to downplay how good Russell Wilson is. No, he's not a dual threat. Heineke's not. He can move, but he's not a <laughs> right, a right. real mobile threat. I mean, yeah, like he's a dual threat. Like right. he's a great athlete. Come on, man. Yeah, are you kidding me? He is not that type of a player. He's functional. You know, right. he has functional right. mobility. Functional he's not mobility. A guy I like. He's that. not that. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and, and and run the zone reads and all that stuff. No. They try to make like he's you know, and but then. Look what they were doing to Russell Wilson. Oh, um, is it is it over? You know, is he is he on the yeah. you know wrong side of you know of, of 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 how good he is? Has he reached his peak already? Oh, I'm like, come right. on now. Well, he did come look on. bad last night. I I just still think it's that finger bothering him. I That's exactly have, what it is. I have to believe that because I mean I I'm just looking at his numbers, and I think we're going to talk about quarterbacks today for a, a large portion of this show. We're also going to talk about all this craziness in the college football world. Gotta get these on coaches that. changing addresses and getting gigantic paychecks and private jets and and six million dollar homes in the Hollywood Hills. I mean, it's just out of control <laughs> what's going on right now. And we're going to have Kevin Kincaid join us at 1230 okay, because all he's right. all big in college football. We got the big college football playoff coming up, but he's also big on the Sixers. Uh, you know what's been going on with them. I mean, they they mix in a a win last night. I happened to watch a little bit of that, the final couple minutes of that game, as they had to hold off the Orlando Magic uh, to win a game. But it hasn't gone well for them lately, and the Flyers are in free fall, and the Eagles coming off a loss. It's not a very good time right here in Philadelphia <laughs> sports. Now we got to watch the New York Mets signing Mac uh, Scherzer to a contract, a three year contract to go with uh, Degrom. So you got. That going on with the Mets, plus they signed a couple of bats last weekend. And you got those Braves team as defending world champions with their team going to get healthier next year. The Phillies making no moves. I mean, it's an absolute – it's a desert as far as sports uh, <laughs> a train pleasure wreck, right now. It's, it's really it's awful wreck. right now, yeah. I'll tell you. you know, Temple's looking for a football coach. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I'm looking at Russell Wilson's numbers. I, first of all, I didn't realize that Heineke's 28 years old either. I thought yeah. he was like maybe 24 or something. He's no, 28. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, he, you know, but anyway. Well, you not- know, I noticed that last year, um, Ray had brought it up. Uh-huh. No, he's not, a, he's not a spring chicken. He's been around a little bit, you know, yeah. like not necessarily in the NFL, but he's been around a little bit. 
Right, he he was he spent time at the, with the St. Louis what Skyhawks or something. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Was that the American Alliance of Football or something or something what, what like that? Was that or and was he, that the he, XFL? I, I think it was the XFL. Yeah, and then he said he was with the, the the Panthers for a little bit or something like that. Yeah, Carolina had him in there yep. for a little. So and you know he spent yeah. some time around. You know he just he just hadn't had the right situation well he's found the right situation here and they're riding with him right but please I, don't think that he's a guy that they're gonna sign to a multi-million no, dollar no, contract no, he's no, not gonna be that no, guy no no and and i loved how they f- they focused on his performance in the playoff game last year in an empty yeah, stadium against, against tampa yep, where he made tampa. that dive into the corner of the end zone and that was you know maybe the reason why washington wanted to stick with him this year and his toughness and his leadership and all and i'm just like man what what is is this like the taylor Heineke uh, PR <laughs> hour. It was unbelievable. Like, dude, they dude. just love to just hype those guys and pipe those guys up. My goodness, it was uh, like it was, it was like an agenda or something that they yes, had. You know, yeah. it was like an agenda. Right? Yeah. It, it was a it was a produced thing going into that game that we're gonna we're gonna feature Taylor yeah. Heineke. Uh, but anyway, the other guy is thirty three years old now. Russell Wilson, thirty three, and I'm looking at his numbers. This is the only year that he hasn't started every game. You realize that? Yeah. Like how durable he has been? He's been very 16 for 16 in every season leading up to this. This year he's played in eight games, started all of them, but he he had a couple games where he lost due to that finger injury. And in every year that he's played, except one, okay, he's had double-digit wins. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to start off as a rookie, 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, 10, 5 and 1, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 12 and 4. And this year he will he will not get there. But you know, he's, I mean, he missed a couple games, too. But isn't that amazing? It is. You know, you, you talk about longevity. I can remember us talking about that also when we were talking about uh, Wentz being here mm-hmm. and Wentz's ability, you know, to, to, to stay uh to stay um, on the field and, and, and when we were playing against them and he got knocked out the game against uh with um Jadavian Clowney knocked him out the game. We're talking about, you know, his longevity is, is, is put into question because he can never stay healthy. He'll never mm-hmm. be in the league. He'll never be a Russell Wilson. And that's right. how we got into talking about Russell Wilson. He's always healthy. He's always on the field. He plays through this. He plays, he's a tough guy. Yada, he yada, avoids yada. hits. Right, right, he really right, avoids right. hits, and you know does a lot of running around. You know, and last night was it was really interesting. It became kind of a, a a theme of the game as it went on. He didn't target DK Metcalf until late in that football game. Yep. yep. In fact, I even I had to tweet out somewhere around the third quarter. I'm um, wondering if DK Metcalf's father has an Instagram account. <laughs> Because then we could have D- DK's yeah. dad, you know, going through the t- all 22 films saying that Russell Wilson <laughs> is avoiding him He's and trying here. to not throw him the football. <laughs> it was crazy, though. I mean, how do you not go to that guy? Oh, I, you can't say that he wasn't open. He was open. He just didn't. He had to have been open a few times, right? Right, right, right. I don't understand it, man. You know, just like I went back and watched our game again. No. And there were a couple of times where guys were open, but I couldn't believe that. The Giants play, you know, you I mean their defense coordinator Graham, he played coverage as opposed to stopping a run. He didn't care anything about the run. You could have run up, you could have run over them all day long. Right. He had a light box. It was a six-man box the entire game. 
Yeah, but Sirianni saw something. He saw matchups that they liked uh, going through the air. I read all about it. It's oh ridiculous. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh-huh. Now that I looked at the film over again, I'm 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 even madder now than I was. Right. I shouldn't have did it to myself, but I'm hard headed, man, and I did. Yeah. Well, you're a glutton for punishment. And you I really went through are. and I watched the game over and over. I watched it. I watched it two. Well, I, not two times. I would say one, one or three quarter times. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was, you know, I just jumped on, you know, real quick with us because I had just finished watch. I was halfway through the third quarter and I'm watching them. Have we were running the ball on them because we have a, they have a light box and we started running the ball on them mm-hmm. in, the, in the third quarter. And I was, that's, I don't understand. What were we looking at? What were we looking at? I don't, I, I just, in I don't the first, understand. in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Where you scored no points. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't see what they saw. Maybe I'm not seeing enough, but I definitely didn't see what they saw as far as, you know, not running the rock. Well, I mean, like when they started to run the ball in the, in the third quarter, what, what did you see? Cause I, from, from what I remember, that was a lot of quarterback runs, whether they were designed runs or not. They, he ran the ball quite a bit. They were designed for him to run the ball. And okay. that's the difference. They were designed. They were, he was the focal point in that third. They run a they run a read option, and if the defensive end stayed wide, he would keep it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If he's crashed, then he would give it to the running back. They would, you know, and usually when they run that read option, because they would pull, they would pull the backside guard and tackle also. You know what I'm saying? So if you watch right. that, they pull the backside guard tackle, read option on the backside going away. And if they, you know, if if the if the defensive end followed the pull right. and tackling guard. Then he would hand it off to the running back, and he would scoot through, and it it probably ran, went for about 30, 30 yards or twenty yards on that play, if if the defensive end would have you know followed him, but he didn't. He stayed on the outside. It was good defense by them for him to stay wide like that, and they would he would just keep the ball, pull the ball, keep it, and he'd get like six yards or seven yards. And so it really it was. Out. It really took until their third possession of the second half for them to start doing this. Exactly. Exactly. Because the the second possession ended in an interception. And the first possession, they went and Sanders had a big run for 27 yards, the first play of the second half. Then they went to to, uh, Boston Scott, uh, two plays in a row, and they're at third and two. And, yeah, this was the third and two and fourth and two where they threw the football both times and turned it over on downs. Then the next possession, the interception. So it even took until the third possession where they're banging their heads up against the wall with nothing uh, getting accomplished until they even started doing this, where he was in a shotgun. You look at the screen, uh, the stream, and it said, you know, Lurie got in their ear. I'm I'm starting to believe it now because there is no there is no rhyme or reason why they were running the ball. I mean, uh, why they were throwing the ball that much. There's no Mm. rhyme or reason. I bet and they I, thought, hey, this Giants team, we can come in here. We can do what, what we really want to do and beat this team. Let's just throw the football. Right. Let's show everybody that we're not just this run-heavy, you know, boring team. Let's just, you know, let's just throw it. We can beat and, them. They stink. that's exactly why we lost. And I'm, good. Mm-hmm. and I'm almost to a point where I'm glad we lost because they tried to do it a different way. Yeah. Why try to do it in a different way? What you're doing works. Don't deviate from it. You look at a team like, you know, New England. Why am I making references about New England now? Because they do it the right way. They do it right. the same way, and you can't, you can't stop what we do. We're going to continue to do it. That's how you win championships, man, doing what you do best. 
Not what you think that the other team is and try to counter with. You don't win football games like that. That's yeah. not how you win winning football. You do what you do. You don't worry about right. what everybody else is doing. What did Washington do last night? They pounded Gibson. That Gibson All had day. a hell of a game last Him night. Him and McKinley. Yeah. McKissick, and then he got hurt. They they had to come and take him out in the cart. But then I understand he was walking around talking to everybody in the locker room afterwards. So I don't know if I don't know really what went on with him. (laughs) But but uh, yeah, I mean they just ran the football. You know, then they'd find uh, Logan Thomas, who they got back from injury. He's a big part of of what they do. You know, and play defense. That's all you have to do, man. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Run the ball and play defense. It wins. Yeah, it Seven, wins. Winning 17-15, though, isn't sexy enough for Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't care how you do it as long as – like I say all the time, I don't care what you call me, just as long as you call me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's, and that's what it's, it is. It should be. I don't care how we're winning, but we're winning. You know, and that's the, that's the formula. Great defense and running the ball equals championships. I've seen it all before. I'm – I won one because of it. Steelers won a bunch of them because of that. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay won it because of that. Yep. Um, you I mean just go down the line? You go well, down you, the line. You heard Riddick talk about it last night. Yep. Exactly. About about what the ability to run the football effectively does to it to the defense that you're up against. He went through it. Uh, he, he, he was really good last night. I was glad I got to kind of focus in on that broadcast for once because uh, I I enjoyed him. He's well, good. I love Riddick, man. Yeah, because he he make he puts it into layman's turn. He doesn't try to over talk people, no. out, you know, and 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 you know, give all these phrases. You know, what I'm saying that nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. And I understand them, but the average right, football, right. you know, guy to watching football doesn't really understand. Like you could break down cover two all you want to, but if you don't explain what exactly cover two is, and that's why I try to do it. Also, I try to explain what I'm talking about. So, you know, so my mom can understand, right. You know, if well, my mom yeah. can understand it, you know, then I, then, then I'm good. And on the touchdown that Seattle scored late, uh, he did a great job of breaking that down. Cause Landon Collins had to come off the field with an injury, right? Like two right. or three plays earlier and they got the backup in there and they're running deep cover too. And he, he's like the, the safety screwed up. You know, yep. Landon Collins is in there. That guy's probably not that open. No, and if Landon Collins was in there, he would have faded towards him a little bit. But so right. since it was the guy that wasn't used to being in there, it opened up because he's looking, his eyes were, you know, looking where they're not supposed to be. And all you need to look away is one second, mm-hmm. and a guy gains like three or four inches on you, you know, on, on a route or, or three or four feet on you on a route, and it, and it keeps from doing it. When he says a game of inches, it's definitely a game of inches. Yeah. I mean, you look at that pass that uh, Brady threw to Gronk over the seam, the little seam route over the linebacker. And in between the safety, come on, man. You talk about a game of inches. Mm-hmm. If that ball would have been two inches too low or two inches high, it wouldn't have been a completion. But it's just that much, that much of the detail that makes, you know, a great play or it could be a very bad play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, on the stream, Justin Skinner says, I woke up this morning hoping to hear breaking news about the release of Re Aguilar. <laughs> So you're combining <laughs> Ragor and Aguilar. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't do Nelson Aguilar like that. You know? I no, mean, he, no, he, he wasn't he, he wasn't like I mean, come on, he's better than this guy. <laughs> he um he uh you know, he at least got better in his career, man. You know, yeah. he worked it a little bit. He gave you a little bit, man. He's not giving me anything, man. And 
I'm just starting to think it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Our expectations are too big. That's what it is. Well, no, our expectations are fair from where he was drafted. Right, right. It's the right. general manager who screwed up. Well, there it is. Then. Yeah, there it is. It's not us. Know. Like when we sit here and say, okay, this guy's drafted 20th, 21st or whatever in the first round, we're expecting the guy to come in here and, and be a stud. Well, that's what I tell right? people all the time. You know, if you could draft the first three rounds, you're expected to contribute some way, right. somehow early. Now, I mean, you don't have to be a starter, but at least, you know, doing special teams or being on the field and, 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 and you know, at least competing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they have an objective just to put him into the game plan just so how he doesn't look as bad as he looks. It seemed forced last yeah. week, didn't it? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just because yeah. Justin's doing what he's doing doesn't mean that, you know, that uh, – I was gonna say I was gonna say Aguilar, man. Why you got Jalen Jalen Ray Rager? Yeah, yeah, You're, yeah. <laughs> hey. You emphasize Ray Gore, right? Well, they, <laughs> well, there, there was the one broadcaster that did a game a couple of. I don't know if it was uh, what, what's his name, Amin and Schlereth, that combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somebody yeah. said Ray Gore, like they really, you know, you know, yep. pronounced it like that. So that's what I was doing. But uh, yeah, man, it's it's it's. I screwed up Norvell and Napier yesterday, Barrett. So don't worry about oh. it. Yeah, I realized what I did after the show. I'm like, yeah, I, I know it's it's Billy Napier. What did I say? I must have said Mike Norvell, the guy at Florida State. Right, so right, I right, totally right. screwed it up. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm looking. I'm looking here at these drives in the second half, man. I mean, it, it, I'm, it's it's apparent when they get right to the third possession. Uh, they started off with a pass, then Hurts. Ran out of the shotgun. Sanders out of the shotgun. Sanders up the middle. Hurts left. Ran OB for 13 yards out of the shotgun. Boston Scott off left tackle. Hurts scrambled. Now, that might have been a pass play on second and five. Who knows? But he scrambled up the middle for 13 yards. Boston Scott up the middle for 12 yards. I mean, you're just clipping off gain after gain after gain. Run, 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 run. And we stopped. And we stopped. Yeah, we didn't even start. That's the, that's the bad part. Of it. They didn't even start. I mean, how did how did uh, the defensive coordinator know that this Eagles team was going to stop running a ball? I mean, how does he know to play coverage as opposed to putting somebody in a box and making it a heavy box? What did he know? What did he find out? What intel did he get mm-hmm. to play the game like that? Even in twelve personnel, twelve personnel is a run dominant offense of um, personnel package. We've ran that all the time. We ran, I, I know when we played, um, when we played the Chargers, every time we were in 12 personnel, 13 personnel, we ran it every single time, every single time. Mm-hmm. And yet this defensive coordinator knows to play coverage instead of playing the run. Yeah. We have a six man box and we don't run it. I'm trying to figure out why. I don't mm-hmm. understand why. But that's my problem. I always ask why. You know, mm-hmm. why ask why? Because I'm steady looking at the film and I'm breaking it down. I'm trying to see what's going on. Because in all actuality, the defense played well enough for us to win. Oh, absolutely they did. Absolutely. You know, they kept yeah. us in the game. I mean, you gave up, what, 13 points. In the NFL, right. you should win that game pretty much every time. Anytime you score yeah. below anytime you score below 17 points, your right. defense won. Right. Your defense won. Now I'm smelling a new baritone. For this week after you watched the film that's exactly what it is 
My baritone is going to be, you know, why? How did Graham know to to, to play coverage instead of with his light box? What did he know? And I'm going to break down a play where I showed it. And I, 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 bro, I just did it. I'm I'm sending it to him in a little bit. Yeah. Great. Yeah, man. It's it's ridiculous. All right. Jabari Johnson on the stream. What do you think of this, uh, Barrett? Fire Howie, hire Riddick. (laughs) Those two don't get along. At all. Yeah. He makes it known too. Right, right. No bones he makes about it. it. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Riddick, Riddick would be very well, man, because he'll be he'll hold himself accountable for his picks. Mm-hmm. He'll stand by his picks. It, it he'll give you a reason, a logical reason why. Logical reason why, like he fits what we do, is not a logical reason why. It's not like you can't tell me how he fits. How can you say he fits? Yeah. In what way, in what capacity is he fitting? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Well, see, what, that that's the thing. You can't even figure it out. So that's right. how that's Howie's way of saying, you know, I'm smarter than you. I mean, it's, it's, it's about fit. It's something you wouldn't understand. Well, I don't you know? understand yeah. it. And I know more football than he does. Fit. Believe that. Yeah. I know way more football than he does, and I don't understand it. And how about let's not let's not go out and get the right fit. Let's just get the best player. Ah, da, da. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying go out and get, you know, a guy out of jail, but I'm saying, hey, let's get somebody can come in here and play, man. You know what I'm saying? If it takes you to, hey, man, you know, chill out a little bit, you know, I, I'll take that. I want to win, man. All right. Now, did you see this? I'm looking here. Uh, Jeff says, uh, did you guys see the tweet picks? Of Malata emotionally walking off the field after the, the Eagles lost. Did you do you know what he's talking about? No, I don't. At at PHL Eagle Nation, I got to check this out on Twitter. I want to see this. I love Malata too. Me too, man. Yeah. PH. Now that might be a jersey worth getting. Well, you know what they were talking you know, about that. Oh, is this it? Okay, yeah. At PHL Eagle Nation. All right. Yeah, there it is. Good job, Xander. Look at that, man. Is that Stoutland he's walking with? Yeah, that's Stoutland there. Yeah, the offensive line coach. I just can't have him crying like that, but I, I yeah, I'm pissed Dude, off. You, I'm pissed you, off with you. You gotta let this go, man. The guy, you know, he might have gone back home to Jersey and played his ukulele on See, Sunday that would night. Piss to... me off. <laughs> I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be so mad, bro. But look, I mean, he he's he's emotionally t- he that's what the fans want to see. They want to see that the players want it as much as they do. That, I'm telling you, he that's, that's an instant it, bond he with cares. the fan base right there. Exactly. Yeah. He cares, man. Right. He cares. And, and you should care, man, in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Just don't be crying on me, man. But I'm good with that. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Mom. But yeah. <laughs> morning, Mama Brooks. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, AJB wants to tell you that your boy Motor City Dan Campbell cries, too. He did. <laughs> he cried. Well, he's... <laughs> I'd be crying too of tears of joy because I know I'm going to get fired at the end of the year and I'm going to get like paid for the next three or four years. What I'm getting paid. That's tears of joy. My man. The buyout is real. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to get me a house next to, next to the owner and uh, down there with, uh, down there with, you know, with, 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 with Doug, you know, I'll be right In next Florida. door to Doug. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get me a house on a golf course on the intercoastal. I'm going to have a boat, bro. I, and I, Doug, um, Doug's down there playing golf with, with, you know, with everybody now he's enjoying life. 
Yeah. You know, he said, I'm, I'm glad I'm not up with them nuts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm glad I'm not trying to dig us out of this hole. Right. Yeah, my lotta will cry while blocking, pl- plowing your ass over. I agree. Right. <laughs> he can do both. Both can be true. And dude, he was housing. People, I know. Bro. I know. He was how he was ripping new ones out there, bro. And yeah. and you want that, man. It just and we're not and you're not gonna have the you're not gonna have the same game from from um from uh what's his name um came in for Kelsey. Oh, Herbig. Herbig. You're yeah. not going to have the same game out of Nate Herbig. You're not. Right. He's no. going to play a lot better from this point on. Um, he went in there. He was ill-prepared. You know, that's just a young guy not being prepared enough to go in there and play center. Yeah. And, you know, they got to call plays that are different than when you when you call plays for, for Kelsey. You know, I was talking. I was on Birds 365 today. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, I was on there today at oh, you 8.30 did, did you? in the morning. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been working a lot already. Okay. But you can't run the same plays that you run for Kelsey when Kelsey's in the game that you run when Nate Herbig's in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. You know, like right. that holding call on the He's touchdown. He's not as athletic. Nope, nobody's as athletic exactly. as Exactly. You can't yeah. pull him around and think that he's going to have the same production that you had with, with, with Kelsey. No, that's right. why he got, you know, he, the linebacker undercut the block. And he held him to keep him from making the play. That's you know he lassoed him. He almost he choke him, slammed him. Kind of yeah. hooked him. Yep. So you can't do that. You just can't call plays like that. You just you can still call other run plays. You just can't play. Now him, you just run zone plays or run dive plays, run mm-hmm. straight ahead because you're not going to be able to slow him down once he gets going in one direction. Right. Now having him change the direction, you just can't do that. But have him going straight up and down, going to hit a linebacker. He will pummel some linebackers if you do that. But you just don't want him out in space where they can juke you and do all that stuff. You know, he, he's not that functional. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting to see Kelsey on the sideline when he had to come out of the game and he's pissed off at himself. Right. <laughs> probably blaming himself for getting hurt. And, you know, and he's let the team. I thought that was pretty interesting that they caught that on on camera when that when they called back the touchdown. Right, right, yeah. right, he's, right. He's like, I'm in there. That doesn't yeah, he's, happen. He's, he's, he's <laughs> He was he was hot, I man. I don't think he was mad at Herbic. I think he was no. mad at himself. He was. He yeah. was. He was. He's definitely mad at himself. Yeah, Kevin Savard, this is the Minshew stash, and it's coming off uh tomorrow morning. Well, you know what? They um they the mustache they, they, is over. It's the end of November. Yeah, you, you keep it on there. You, you do that. You, you yeah. do that. But um, what do you think going forward, man? You, you because uh, they, they were talking to me on Birds 360. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back from break. Right. But they were talking. We were talking about uh, Minshew and the possibility he might play. Is that right? Yeah. So oh, that was Birds three sixty five uh, content this morning. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm still oh, in content. We got. We got to get into that when we return. <laughs> All right, you're listening to the Middle Tuesday Edition. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, smash that like button. We'll be back with more Eagles discussion. And don't forget, we got Kevin Kincaid at twelve thirty. Back in three. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. And welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. And... uh, you want to talk about Minshew. Now, this this kind of took me by surprise that this was actually a topic of discussion yes. this morning. So, you know, one bad game uh, from Jalen Hurts, and everybody wants to bail and uh, put Minshew in there? Is that for, is that for real? You're not going to give uh, Hurts the next five games to still try to prove his case? It's, it's not that. It's not that. Um, evidently, they were talking about um, Jalen Hurts uh, suffered an ankle injury against the Giants. So, I mean, if he if he's hobbled, you know, what is what is his ankle as much as you know the sanity? Or do you go out there? Do you play Minshew? Do you give oh. him an opportunity as more so an experiment? Because we know, you know, that's that's how Jalen Hurts moves the ball. That's how he's both um, so successful. His ability to be a dual threat. If he's not as you know versatile as he, if he's he not as mobile. Is, he's not uh, mobile like what's him. what's the point. You know, is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, so, you know, would you give Minshew just to try to, and see how this offense works and uses his ankle, they use his ankle as a means of doing it without angering the fans base? Well, I mean, I see John Clark has the play where he hurt, he's hurt himself. And he was, was this towards the very end of the game? Uh, you know, I didn't know until they said something about it to me. 
So I don't, I didn't even know about it. In fact, if they can, we could see it. If um, could you put that up there for us, Zan? Yeah, I didn't I know he heard it. it. Yeah, John Clark has the video on his Twitter at J Clark NBCS. This is how Jalen Hurts hurt his ankle Sunday. You can see him limping after it, especially leaving the field after the loss. They're hopeful he can play on Sunday. And then Ed Kratz is talking about not benching Hurts, but giving him a week off to heal his ankle and let Minshew play. That must be what you were talking about right yep. there. Yep. Yeah. A sore ankle. So Hurts on a sore ankle as a seven-point favorite over the Jets. You don't think they can beat the Jets if they just run the football? Yeah, they can beat them. That's not That's not it. That's not the problem. They'll be able to beat them easily. Well, you know? What is the problem? Um, do you you want to see Minshew. Yeah, do you want to see Minshew? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do you want to see him? Is that fair to, to, to allow him an opportunity to get on the field, especially when you're trying to keep Hurts as, you know, the franchise guy? Will yeah. Howie try to, you know, get in there a little bit, say, well, let's just give my, my guy a prop, you know, see if he can get in there, see how he runs the offense, just so he gets an inkling on what is it with this offense? Is it Jalen Hurts making this offense great, or is it the fact that the offense itself is right. great? And we can just put anybody you in You can there put anybody back great. there. Right. Yeah. Just hand the ball off, and every now and then you have to make a throw on third down. Exactly. Yeah. So wow. that's what I want to say. If that's the case, yeah, here it is. This is the play. Gets in a little traffic, mm-hmm. and then they twist him up. And you can see him sort of limping off, and then you watch him yep. walking off after the game right here. You know, it's a noticeable limp. but Yeah, it is. Yep. That's when the blood is, you know, the adrenaline's gone, so it's going to hurt more then. Oh, no question. You know, and then the yeah. next day it's probably blew up like a like a cantaloupe. You think so? Yeah, man, that's, that's what happens. Oh, man. That's he what looks happens. like he looks like he'd be fine. I think so also. Yeah, I think. But he'd do be you fine. use it? Be like, uh, let's let Mitchell play a little bit. You know, give him see if he can. You know, make something happen. Well, now you're on a full blown quarterback controversy. Yes, yes. Okay, that's yes. That's what I'm trying to say. Because if Minshew plays well and they beat the Jets handily, let's say, which they they really should win this game by ten. Right. Okay. <laughs> but let's say they just go in there and Minshew looks fantastic. Then what do you do? Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm saying, you know. The the Hurts experiment is over, and we're going to ride the, the mustache to the, to the playoffs? I guess so. And then we're going to trade three first-round picks to Seattle for Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Seattle is in a prime position to accept a deal like that. They are right now. They really are. I mean, it, it, it's kind of – I think it's it's run its course. He's shown vulnerability. Yeah. And Pete Carroll's old. You know, and I don't think Pete well he is. He doesn't he look is. old, but he is old. He's like people he's like don't second, realize. He's second. He's second oldest. Yeah. All right. There's right. only one person older than him. I forget who it is. There's only one head coach older than he is. Old, I think no. it's Bruce Arians. Yeah, it might be Arians. Yeah. Yeah, Pete Carroll's he's not a he's not a not a spring chicken, Barrett. Yeah, I think he's like seventy seven or something. I, he's he's old. He just looks young. He's got yeah. a he's got a young like you know a youthfulness about himself. Yes, you know? he's seventy. He's seventy years he's old. Seventy. Okay. Yeah. Now that's not old, but I mean it's old to be like saying I'm going to stay here and start over with a new quarterback. Old. That's what it, I mean. Yeah, it's, okay? it's old to get up. You know, 
every day yeah. at four o'clock in the morning and, and and try to coach guys, you know, that's that's real old. Yeah. So that's I mean, it's so I mean, would you would you would you entertain it? Hell, hell yeah, I would. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But you don't care about the controversy aspect of it, you know. You don't. You don't, no, no, I love the. Con- the- I love the controversy aspect of that's it. What Are you I'm kidding? That's We're in the controversy business, right? <laughs> but I'm saying inside that locker room, yeah. You realize how many pissed off people it would be in that locker room, mm-hmm. because well, you know. They're Jalen Hurts would have to be hurt. I mean, he he right. has to be hurt, and right. they'd be like, "Look, we're going to shut you down for one week because we know how you're going to want to play and." You're compromised, and we don't want you to get further hurt. So we're going to rest you for one week. But then it's just one week, and then you put him back in the next week, Well, regardless yeah. of how Minshew plays. Exactly. You know, and you got the bye week after that also. Right, right. So, you know, I don't yeah. know, man. See, because now you got now you got the Washington football team to worry about. Right. They're right. now in the seventh position in the playoffs, believe it yes, or not. Yes, they are. Yes, At they five are. and what? Five and six they are. Yep. And their schedule is all division except for a visit to Las Vegas next week. They go play the Raiders. The one thing about their schedule is they have four road games. And we just have right down the street. <laughs> They're just right down the street like we're right down the street. Right, but I'm just saying like so they, they have, have the same schedule as we do. Pretty much, except the, they also go – I mean, we uh, the Eagles go to the Jets, and they go face the Raiders. Right. So they have one real trip. It's pretty much the difference. Yeah, they're at Las Vegas. Then they have Dallas at home, at Philly, at Dallas, Philly at home, at the Giants. Yep. So Same four schedule. road yep. games. Yeah. Yep. So and all that all them last games are just a bus ride away. Right. And besides Dallas. Correct. Yeah, and they have they have Dallas twice. Yep. Wouldn't it be great if the Eagles like they shouldn't have played Dallas so damn early in the season? I know, man. I know. Honestly, we caught them at the wrong time because they I were, know they were filling themselves then, you know. And now they got what up to eight? Is it up to eight players are on the, could be on the COVID list? Dallas? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's more than McCarthy. And they play this Thursday. They play Thursday, short week on the road. Wow. Against maybe a healthier New Orleans? New Orleans Saints team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think Kamara's back. You would think so. Mm. I'll be watching that game in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> wow. I don't know, man. I don't oh, know my if, goodness. I don't know if you come back from Missoula, Montana. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might not want to come back. Oh my goodness! Joey B said, "I got to go out there and, and um and try the try the buffalo uh bison burgers, bison burgers, yeah. yeah, bison burgers. Yeah. No Rocky Mountain oysters, but bison burgers. Yeah, I'm all Rock, good with that. Rocky, not all good oysters. with the Rocky Mountain oysters. No, no. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure there's more there's more COVID situation going on here with Dallas. Um, <laughs> Look at Philly Cruz say, I'm bad luck. No, I'm not. I'm great. Luck. I'm good luck for this team, man. Now, Amari Cooper <laughs> looks like he's going to play. And uh, Demarcus Lawrence for Dallas. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Randy Gregory's coming back also. He can come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if he's coming back this week or, or next week. But uh, Cooper's back. So that'll, that'll be a big deal. You watch Dallas will look like a totally different team on Thursday night. Without that, without that dopey coach on the sideline, 
Yeah. I wonder if this is a chance uh, for Kellen Moore to vulture the job away from Mike McCarthy. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That would be oh, interesting. I hate to do it to you, William, but Dallas sucks also. <laughs> the Saints are gonna beat them, beat them to sleep. <laughs> no, they're Watch not. What I tell you. No, they're yeah, not. They are. Watch what I tell you. Watch what, what I tell you. Yes. yes, yes, yes. They are going to beat them. What? What makes you so uh, positive? Because they're they're gonna be back at full strength on the offensive side of the ball. Their yeah, but Dallas is, Dallas is getting defensive players back. That doesn't stay. That, that does not matter. Alvin Kamara is a difference maker. Both, you know, Ramchek and uh, the other guy Armstead are, are back at tackle. Yeah, but is he a difference maker with uh, Taysom Hill at the quarterback? I heard Taysom Hill's going to get some run this week. That just gives you more versatility as far as what you can run with the two of them. You know, I mean, running the read option with with with. You know, Taysom Hill there. I mean, that's that's Alvin Kamara is that good. He he single-handedly influenced the game against the Seattle Seahawks by himself. He won that game by himself. Hmm. So, you know, it, he's that good of a player. Uh-oh, right tackle Terrence Steele has COVID. He will not be there. He stinks anyway. They're probably better without <laughs> him. Upgrade, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was among the positive COVID-19 tests and will not play against the saints um offensive line coach joe philbin strength and conditioning assistant coach kendall smith um won't make the trip to new orleans three more members of the staff will be out against the saints and strength and conditioning coordinator harold nash assistant offensive line coach and offensive assistant scott tolzine so it's mostly it, staff, but it looks like there's one player and he doesn't he's not a very good player anyway. It's gonna be a massacre. You think so? Why is Dallas favored by what six? You think well, that's then, a bad I mean, line? That's those, yeah, that's before this COVID um situation. Well, let me check. Let me see how it's affected. The line. Oh, it's down to four and a half. Ah, da, da. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. New Orleans stinks. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to lay the point. They're not as me. they're they're not as bad as they showed against the Eagles. Trust me. Yeah. Trust me. Wow. They're not that bad. Well, what was the consensus then on Birds three sixty five about Minshew? Like, what what is everybody? What did uh, Jody Mack and John McMullen, whoever else you had on there. No, it was, was just John McMullen. Um, oh, it was just talking about Johnny Mack? Yeah, Johnny Mack. I mean, he was the one that's really wanting to see if they – if he asked me, do do I think that they would do it? And I said, oh, absolutely they would do it. You know, it, it just gives – it gives Howie a, a, a means of, of, of doing whatever he wants to do with those picks mm-hmm. as far as obtaining a quarterback. It gives them the autonomy now to go out there and say, all right, then we're getting this because we put this person at this position and he did this. So it really means that this is what, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the player that put this team in a great position. It's more so the play calling and, and the offense itself that put, you know, were, that was the major difference on how this team played. Right. So. Well, I mean, you can evaluate 
you know, it's two different coaches, two different staffs, four games from last year, 12 games from this year. But Jalen's now played a 16-game season. Right. And his numbers, you know, they're not they're not terrible, but they're not great either. I mean, only 57.9% completion percentage. I would venture I would venture to say, you know, maybe we can have uh, somebody do it for us. But look at Dak's numbers. And look at Jalen Hurts' numbers as a rookie. Dak as a rookie. Dak as a rookie with 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 one of the best running backs in the league, and see how comparable they are. All right, well I can do that right now. His first season, sixteen games. Right, I just and they made it to the playoffs too. They did. Yeah. Let's see, because I'll give you. I have Jalen's numbers. Mm-hmm. But let me pull Dak's up here for a second. All right. Yeah, Dak did play all 16 games. They went 13 and 3 that year. Exactly. You believe that? Oh, I mean the running game, that offensive line all was right. clicking. 67.8% completion compared to 57.9. Okay. Um, 23 touchdowns to only four interceptions. Jalen Hurts has 18 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Uh, the yards per uh per throw uh yards per attempt where is it now they put these in different orders eight for Dak and 6.9 for Jalen and the rating 104.9 for Dak wow Wow. compared to 82.1 for Jalen Hurts wow he played his ass off yeah Jalen threw for three (laughs) 3,354, Dak 3,667. So, but I mean, he had a, he had a really solid offensive line. So does Jalen, but Jalen had a lot of injuries on that offensive line during those 16 games. Right. right, A lot of shuffling going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's, 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 you know, it's different when you can run the rock with the way they ran it with, with, you know, the, that offensive line and, and, you know, their ability to, to just run play action was crazy how they ran play action, how those guys were running free mm-hmm. out there. I mean, now half the time, Monty Toon, I mean, Amani, I said Amani Toon, <laughs> Amari Cooper was running scot free. Right. Nobody around him just because of, you know, you know, you, you got Zeke running the rock the way he was running it. He was a difference maker. When Zach, when, 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 whenever, whenever they wanted to get the ball down the field, all they had to do was play action, and they would, you know, be scot free running around there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, Dak was a better player then. Well, I mean, Dak still a, say what you want to say. Dak is a good quarterback. I admit that. Yeah, I mean, in ten, he's got ten starts this year, sixty nine point four completion. So that's even better. Yep, twenty two touchdowns, seven interceptions, a rating of. Uh, 104.2. That's still pretty good. You know? Um, you look at Lamar Jackson's numbers as a rookie compared to Jalen. Yeah, they're kind He's, of the same. Well, yeah, a little bit more accurate, 62.8. Similar in yards. Threw for about 80 less yards than Jalen Hurts. But higher yards per attempt, 7.6 to 6.9. 21 touchdowns to eight interceptions, and his rating is 93.5 compared to 82.1. That's just throwing. I don't care about the running. They both right. can run. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, to me, you know, it comes down to what can he do with his arm. That's going to be the difference. So I'm just, you know, I'm, all I'm saying is, if they if they do do that and and Hurts can play, and they start Minshew instead of Hurts, mm-hmm. that locker room would be nuts. Mm. It's split it right in half. Now, right do, you, in half. do you say that because you don't think they they like Minshew? No, it's not. It has nothing to do with Minshew, mm. but they've all rallied, you know, rallied behind Hurts. They're all tied to Hurts right now, mm-hmm. and you just don't play games like that. You know what I mean? Right. Do they have any clue as to the front office not being tied to Hertz right now? Do you think they're aware of that? I think they're tied to him because of that, in Mm. spite of. Oh, okay. Just despite Howard Roseman. Right. You know what I mean? Just despite him. I can respect that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. Wow. So. No, come on now, Ted. He's not Tebow Hertz. Come on. That's that's horrible, man. I can't let that pass, bro. No, no. That Ted is the same guy, though. That a few uh, posts ago said, uh, "F old ass Russell Wilson." <laughs> <laughs> He's not having it. No, Russell Wilson. He's thirty three years old. <laughs> F his old ass. <laughs> I think uh, Russell Joe, Wilson has a good three or four good years left in him. I but look, look you? I think he has more than that. Maybe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he, I mean, it's like you said, he's a trooper, man. He doesn't get hurt. He'll play forever. Well, I mean, he, he just he found a kind of a freakish injury. Right. You know, I mean, that yeah. happens all the time. You passing. Yeah. And hits. Wasn't it Aaron Donald's helmet that he hit? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, I don't know, but I, I would I would do it. I mean the the guys, you know, as good as you know Jalen Hurts, could he be Russell Wilson light? Yeah. Yep. He's got to get more accurate, and that that comes with him being asked to do that. You know what right. I mean? But you got to do it within the framework of what you do best, and that's running play action, but you have to run the ball first before you can do play action. Yeah, and he also needs one better receiver, too. Well, he needs a veteran receiver. Yeah, I agree. They got to do that in the offseason. And I haven't talked about that a lot because, you know, we're still trying to see who Jalen Hurts can be. But, I mean, if you had a receiver that, you know, a a big-time receiver that you can go to all the time, you know, it makes things a lot different. You know, that's what Dak had, though. He had Amari Cooper there. Right. You know, you look at all these teams. You know, you you look at what's going on in Buffalo. They went out and get a stud receiver, and you can go to that guy. You know he's going to be open. The Eagles at this point don't have that type of receiver. They have a guy that's ascending, yes, and Devontae Smith. But you want a guy that can go, you can just – you can always get to this guy, and, and, and they don't have that now. They did have it in Zach Hurts, and – um. Back Super Bowl year with Alshon. But what, about Al- yeah. what about Allen Robinson, man? Wouldn't you like to have him? The straight speed and, you know what I'm saying? He's 6'3". He's, he's a big t- – you're right, man. But yeah. would he want to come here right now? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's a free agent. Yeah, That's all. That's all I got to go on, man. <laughs> That's he's, all you need. He's, he's 6'3", and he's a free agent. 
and he's been playing with some bad quarterbacks. Well, I mean, you know? he's, he's so ready to get out of Chicago. It's, 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 it's crazy, man. I just want somebody with some size. That we had that in Alshon, but I want, I want speed with that size. Right, right. It's got to be speed with that size. We haven't had that in a while. I don't think we ever had since T.O., rather. Yeah, since T.O., we haven't had a guy, a, a yeah. player of that type of elk, that type of impact. Well, those guys, I mean, T.O. is one of the best to ever do it. So right. it's like that's that's a pretty high standard. What about uh, he's not as tall, but what about Chris Godwin? Yes. He's a free agent. He would be perfect. Hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Chris Godwin can get open. He can run all the routes in the route tree. He can play big when he needs to play big. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, he's, Brady's been throwing to him. But, you know, he, he was good even before Brady got right, there. Right, 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 right. Before he even got there. I so, mean, yeah, those, I are, those are two. He signed a one-year deal with Tampa just to run it back. Right. And Robinson signed a one-year deal for like $17 million. Godwin signed for $16 million. So oh, yeah. those are probably two of the best guys out there. But would they want to come here? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Would they want to come here? Uh, Russell Wilson's here. They probably would. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't know, man. You dangle old Russ, you know? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, they're coming here for Minshew? Probably not. No. <laughs> no. no. Coming no. here for Jalen Hurts? I don't know. Uh... They're coming here for Russ. Yes, in a New yeah, York I think, minute. I think they'd be they'd be up for that. In a Philadelphia minute, they'd be Philadelphia minute. Is that yeah. is that quicker than the New York minute or just a little bit way slower? Way quicker. You way think way, so? Way quicker, yeah. <laughs> way quicker. Oh man. All right. Now we got a lot to get to in the next half hour. Uh, a lot of big news on the coaching front. Last night, I just find this stuff fascinating. I don't I don't know. I know you do too. No question. And because I just love that you're seeing and you don't see this guy, a guy left Notre Dame like on his own, like he right. didn't get fired. Okay. Right, right. He left Notre Dame and a guy left years. Oklahoma on his own and he didn't go to the NFL. He went to another college. Like you don't see this kind of stuff all that often and, or know, ever. And people get pissed off at, you know, college kids want to leave right. in the port or college kids not wanting to uh, play. Um, in bowl games, you know, because they're going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, it's become a business now, and it's just—it's always been a business. Yeah, but now you see it front and center, man. Right. So we got to get into that, bro. We got to. All right, we'll get into that on the other side. Smash that like button, and you're listening to the Jacob Media YouTube channels, The Middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Back after this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back. Hour number two of the middle on a Tuesday. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. And uh, so much has been going on uh, over the last couple of days in this college football coaching front that last night another bomb dropped. Uh, Brian Kelly apparently leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. And I was just like blown away by that. I did not see that coming. I really didn't, <laughs> Me you know, neither, Me so now, neither. so now that automatically opens up, you know, who's going, you know, what does Notre Dame do? And it's, it's just the, the carousel is just, it's crazy. And what makes it crazier and what pisses me off about it 
is that I don't begrudge these guys, you know, trying to up their ante and get bigger paying jobs and all that stuff. I just hate the timing of it. And it stinks because of this stupid early signing period that they've now gotten the last couple of years where there's a signing period before Christmas that now accelerates all this crap where if you're going to make a move, you got to make a move and get a guy in place before the signing period. So you don't lose all your recruits. If they just kept the damn signing period where it was, it's that's now the late signing period, early February is signing day. Right. Right. If they just kept it there, you could sort of, you know, maintain at least a, a team that's going to the playoff or to a big bowl game can possibly keep their coach at least through that. Well, you know, these guys are just leaving too. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. um, you know, everybody's all pissed off at, um, you know, the mere fact that, uh, you know, he even changed his 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 um his uh his his Twitter now. You're talking <laughs> about Brian LSU. Kelly. Brian Kelly, yeah, yeah. He well, yeah. And That's he, what you're about. He, Kelly, and, yeah. he and all his coaches were out recruiting yesterday, or or either that, or he was recruiting and talking with his agent and LSU and finalizing the deal for this. That his assistant coaches found out, you know, on like on a text message or something. One recruit, one coach said he walked. He just got out of a, a recruit's house after he having you know sold the program to him, and then he finds out that Brian Kelly's leaving. He's like, Jesus! Like, what well, am I supposed yeah. to do? They got a text. The players got a text. Yeah, like at twelve o'clock at night. Right. Hate to take you know. I hate to be you know text you guys this late, but we got. I hate to do it to you, but <laughs> be, be in the football <laughs> building at seven a.m. tomorrow, and I'm going to say my goodbyes. And it was eleven minute meeting. Eleven minutes. Is that what it was? Yes, eleven minute meeting. You know, it's all like right. all right, guys, I'm gone. LSU, out of da. Yeah, I'm out. Well, drop mic and I'm out. Here's the thing, Matt Fortuna. Okay, he says. This is usually how these things go, but Brian Kelly has ghosted everyone at Notre Dame. Just spoke to one assistant who saw reports on his phone tonight as he was exiting a recruit's home. Quote, the news broke when I walked out of the house, so I look like an effing a-hole. End quote. <laughs> That's the assistant coach. Now, <laughs> the, now, now the way um, I was listening to... Notre Dame and, the, and the, um, the athletic director, he's saying, well, the other coaches, the coaches underneath him, he's not giving them the right to just leave. Right. Well, Marcus Freeman, the defensive coordinator, is apparently a big candidate to stay there and be the head coach. Well, he just he just said that um, anybody that's the interim now will not be considered as the head coach of the future. Oh, okay. So that, you know, that that's what that's what he just said. Hmm. Wow. How do you do that, man? I don't don't know. I don't get it. You know, everybody's saying like Matt Campbell or uh, Luke Fickle. I could see Luke Fickle there. Although although Luke Fickle, I think, wants uh, Ryan Day to take the Chicago Bears job so he could slide up to Columbus. That's what he'd rather do. That's what he wants to do. That's what he'd want to do. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's a he's Ohio State. guy. And I hope it happens. I just want all out chaos. You love this chaos. I love man. chaos. I'm not a chaos guy, man. I'm a I, fan I, of chaos. I, yeah. I, I I love you know the things that you know be a smooth transition. You know what I'm uh, saying? You know you, you blow want it all... the hell up, blow <laughs> it up, all out destruction, BCS destruction. All right, see this is something I saw last night. 14 hours ago, I favorited this tweet. Dennis Dodd, who covers college football uh, for CBS Sports, 
Uh, he's got over 100,000 followers, you know, verified account, Dennis Dodd's uh, CBS. He tweeted last night, Brian Kelly to LSU confirmed, at Pete Thamel first. That's the other reporter that got it first. Now he goes, I'm hearing the salary will be in the $15 million per year range. No. DC Marcus Freeman, obvious ND interim, but also could be auditioning. Is this Matt Campbell's time? That's his tweet. He said that he's hearing the salary would be 15 million range. Now I find out today it's like nine and a half, yep, which is still yep. a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. The but ton of money. Where do you get these 10 I don't know where they from. Yeah, everything's a 10 year contract now. Um, if you look like, you know, uh, Mel Tucker and uh, James yeah. Franklin all got 10 year, 10 year deals. Um, if you look at what Lincoln Riley got, apparently, allegedly out at USC, it's unbelievable. What do you get? Lincoln Riley, USC, USC contract details, not confirmed, but best I could do, says Robert Hefner, who is, um, some guy this, this is a guy that Andrew Brandt retweeted this, and that's why I gave it credence because Andrew Brandt is a very respected guy. Yes, he, he tweeted this uh, of this guy's tweet 110 million dollars. Wow, so that's about 11 million per year, 10 year deal. So that means that, um, that means Saban's gonna get a Saban's big raise. Get about 12. Yes. Yeah, Saban's just sitting back, you know, just with a calculator, he's on his couch right now with a with a uh, little Debbie uh, pie and his coffee and a calculator. That's what he's doing. Cause he's just going to say, okay, this guy gets 11. That means I get 11, five. Yep. Done. <laughs> All right. And good for him. He deserves it. No question. No question. But in addition to the 110 million USC is buying both of his homes in Norman. Lincoln Riley has two homes in Norman. They're going to buy both of them. And they're going to give him $500,000 over the asking price. Wow. So that's a million-dollar bonus wow. over what whatever they sell the house for. Then they're going to buy him a $6 million home in L.A. The perks. What? The perks, man. Six the million. Perks. You can be fat in L.A. for $6 right. million, Okay? <laughs> and if that's not enough, Barrett, unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for he and his family. Hey, hey, Xander. Let's go, Xander. Hey. Xander, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> hey, you gotta come up, baby. Come on, man. I need the use of your private jet. <laughs> yeah. Sign me back. Gotta use the private jet. I don't have to be a three million. I'll take 1.5. All right, Xander. Yeah. I'll I just want I just want a membership to Bel Air. Okay. Okay. Just get me a membership to Bel. I'm surprised, Lincoln. You're not gonna have time to play golf, but I would have just thrown it in there anyway. Look, Bel Air. L.A. Country Club or Riviera. You make the call. I'll play at any one of the three. All right. That's all. That's, That's all. It. That's it. <laughs> and you have to buy my Mercedes that's sitting in the front, my my um my Dodge Magnum, and my pickup truck. You got to buy right. all three of them. And I want I want ten thousand dollar over asking price. Okay. Right. I want. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is amazing, man. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see Ted Nicholas saying L Lincoln Riley chose USC over an NFL team. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jeffrey Lurie would be buying his ho his homes and giving exactly. five hundred thousand dollars over asking. He wouldn't be near that. Oh my near that. Goodness. I mean, it's, it it pays to be a college coach as it is 
as opposed to being an NFL coach. Like we thought that right. it was a rich contract for Gruden to get 10 years, $10 million. Right. I thought that was absolutely crazy. Well, that's the thing. You used to have to leave for the NFL to get paid like that. Right. Now it's not necessarily true. There's a, you know, there's a handful, not, you know, a handful of programs, but who thought that Michigan state with all due respect could afford $95 million to give to their football coach. Well, you know, I, seriously, I, 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 I well, it's different because the alumni and those guys, those those are the people that really pay the salary. So yeah, I, I could see that. It's a lot of rich people in California, bro. And well, and, and yes, uh, Xander, I need to have a lifetime contract with White Castles. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm saying like you're you're saying about U, USC. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. that. Michigan State's got some rich people too. I get that, but ne- never before has this happened. Right. You never. know where I mean, you know, a couple of big fat cat alumni say you know we're i'm tired of this we're going to get in the football game and i don't want our coach to leave so we're going to give him a 10-year deal and we're going to pay him nine and a half million dollars a year for a well, guy who hasn't even completed his second year there yet exactly and, and the amazing. big thing with me like lsu i can understand lsu and them jumping whoever they're going to get yeah. they're going to jump to get him because well they were paying know, the on nine million dollars right right so they're gonna have to jump to go get get somebody and, and I'm right. trying to figure out who they're going to go. LSU is going to go, you know, and now I, I was thinking, um, the guy from, uh, from, from, um, Jacksonville. Oh, Meyer. urban Meyer. Meyer. I can see him going to LSU. Well, I don't, I don't know if he's out of this. I mean, he could coach. What about, I don't know if Notre Dame goes after him now with his, no, his they, little, his little exploits. Out. And they, and they want him to go there. They want him to go there before he went to Ohio State. Oklahoma for Urban Meyer. That that's a definite possibility. I mean, Lincoln Riley just got flat paid ridiculous amount of money, and he doesn't have to deal with the SEC. He's going to the Pac-12. Where he can beat up on Arizona and Arizona State. Right. <laughs> All he's got to do is beat Oregon and well, deal with Chip Kelly and crosstown recruiting. He's got exactly. it made. Well, I mean, who would you say would be a, a good replacement for Notre Dame? I was thinking like Bill O'Brien. I think Pat Fitzgerald would be perfect. From Northwestern. Yeah. Me He'd and Pat perfect. came out the same year. I, I know Pat. Me and him yeah. came out the same Kevin year. Kevin Cooney actually put that out on Twitter last night, and I totally agree with him. I don't want to say I had a thought of it first, but I, I it totally makes sense. He's dealing with the same type of – he knows how to ac- navigate the academic and political landscape. Well, you know who else has got David Shaw? Yeah, David, David Shaw's get he's going to have to get fired. You know, he's like the third or fourth highest paid college coach. Right. He's making like nine million dollars a year. Exactly, and that program's gone in the toilet the last right, couple right. seasons, and that's why he might be out of there. So yeah, that's you know, a good one. Be, he's a good coach. A good yep. Yeah. Um, wow. So you're right, man. Pat Fitzgerald, and he's been there. He's been there since we've been out of school. Yes. At Northwestern. His yeah, last I mean, couple seasons haven't gone well, but he's he's done a hell of a job there. He's able to recruit those type of players, but he'll get those big, big-name players now if he goes there because mm-hmm. it's more attractive so he can get the guys with the grade to go yeah. to the big-time school in order to compete. He'll get them more sort of going to, to uh, Northwestern. All right, you know, I, you know, go, go ahead. You go to Northwestern. You don't really care if you go to the league. You go to the league, but you're more so worried, all right, I I'm, I'm know I'm going to be set when right. I leave here. Period. I'm going to go to business school after this, or I'm going to go to law school, or I'm going right, to go to medical right. school. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, I got the Coach Kelly uh, text that was sent out to all the players. Men, let me first apologize for the late-night text. 
Wow. <laughs> and more importantly, for not being able to share the news with you in person that I will be leaving Notre Dame. I'm flying back to South Bend tonight to be able to meet with you in the morning. But the news broke late today, and I am sorry you found out through social media or news reports. I will have more to share when we meet tomorrow at 7 a.m. The ball's on this guy. Like, right. I got to get up at 6.30 and go to the, the facility just to meet with this guy so he can say goodbye to me for 20 minutes? Well, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't – at 7 o'clock, I wouldn't have won. In all actuality. Right. right. Yeah, what are I they going to do to you? Right, what, exactly. What, what's he going to do, pull your scholarship? It says our program is elite because of your hard work. No, not, it's not our program anymore. That's yeah. my program right, now. It's right, not your right, program anymore. Right. You know, get out of here. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of happened to me. Nothing when, uh, surprises me with these right. college football coaches, man. I, I signed with Kansas State. You know, I signed because, of you know, the guy that came and recruited me, he was a St. Louis guy, and coach, his name was Coach Coe. And mm -hmm. as soon as, you know – I, he comes out, he recruits me, he comes during basketball season, you know, we, you know, we become, you know, he becomes real good with me, we're real cool. Um, and then I decided to go to Kansas State once I figure out that, you know, they're going to let me play basketball too. So the head right. coach, you can't ever recruit me. But then I get to Kansas State and he leaves. Coach Cole leaves, but, you know, Snyder's uh -huh. still there. The guy that recruited me leaves and went somewhere else. Where'd he go? Do you remember? Uh, I think he went to like Tennessee or something like that. Okay. Now you weren't interested in reopening up your recruiting and following him? Not really. No. Because Tennessee wouldn't let me play basketball. And I was ah. always strong on playing basketball. I just wanted to play basketball. So, okay. Huh. You know. So, you know, it, 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 it's what happens, man. It's what happens, you know. But I'm glad now that these players have the same autonomy to do it also. Yeah. Because you know this coaching portal, I mean this uh this player portal, it's, it it had to be a necessity. Because why why is it that these kids can't do the same thing that these coaches are doing? I know. Why can't it, they just leave? It's the wild west, man. Right. It you know, really is. You know, there's no allegiance now. So why should they be? Why should they have the allegiance to stay in a program when they're the guy that was that they signed for is leaving? Right. It's just not fair. They didn't have that ability. So I mean. Now, it's, it is what it is. Now they're saying now, isn't it crazy though that you have two like you have two schools that could be in the playoff? One of them definitely will be in. I don't know which one, but both of them could. Cincinnati and Notre Dame yep. could be in the playoff. Yep. And Notre Dame's already lost their coach. And Cincinnati, let's say he takes the Notre Dame job, then Cincinnati, you know what I mean? Like they're going to the playoff possibly. Wow. So look, you know what would be crazy is that Fickle gets him into the playoffs, but then he signs and goes to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is in the playoffs. So he'll be coaching against the kids he just right. left. That could happen unless he just sits that out too. Sometimes right. they sometimes these guys just sit out. All they're worried about is recruiting. They don't right. really they don't right. really give a damn about anything else. That'd be that'd be that'd be really messed up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> would it would. Off. I'd be pissed. I mean, you think about if you're a Cincinnati player or you're a Cincinnati alum or a student, this is like the biggest thing that's that's happened there since their basketball team was great, you know, 20 years ago. Like, I mean, they're and, on the – And now you've been losing into, your coach. Right. They're jumping into the Big Eight, Big 12 conference. Right. You know what I mean? Without their coach now. That's if it happened. We, we talk like it's already a, a foregone conclusion that he's out. But Fickle, he could be named anywhere. They could try to get him at LSU. 
What do you I mean? mean as far as you know, him going and, and, and coaching at LSU. I mean, not LSU, but um, um, at um, Notre Dame and, and also going out to uh, either one of those universities like uh, maybe Ohio State when he leaves. Well, right. That's the job he, he would definitely right, want. Now, right. they're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona Cardinals coach, possibly going to Oklahoma. That would be interesting. Well, do you think Fickle will go to Oklahoma? I don't see that as a fit. I really don't. But Kingsbury, they asked him questions about it. He says, I don't get into those things. My sole focus the last couple weeks has been the Chicago Bears. And after watching them on Thanksgiving, it needs to be because they're a really good football team. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Uh, And it had a big win. Yeah, they had a big win over Detroit on Thanksgiving. So that's where my focus has been. He was pushed harder again on the topic and asked why he didn't just outright deny that he would consider the position. Again, he wouldn't give a concrete concrete answer. He goes, we're in season. We're nine and two. Just not a topic I want to touch right now. Dude, that sounds like he's going. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. He just can't leave right now. Right. Now, it says it said that he was busy watching uh, game film in his TV room and binging Queen of the South. So he had no idea any of this stuff was going on. Okay. Right. Queen of the South. Now, it's, it's, it's a TV series that I never I love Queen about. of the South, man. Oh, so you're watching this. Yeah, I watched it before. I mean, I, I haven't caught it lately. Um, it was like a year back, you know, a year ago. I don't know if they have any new episodes, but Queen of the South was good, man. Well, yeah, it was on, was it a USA show? Well, no. From 2016 to 2021. Right. It's uh, something about drug cartels, yeah, right? Yeah, she was in hardcore, Mexico. yeah. Like, you know, her, her ex-husband was like the cartel Was a leader. drug dealer, right? Yeah, and yeah. then she takes over the business. Because he got murdered. Right, right, right. It sounds like a pretty interesting plot. It was pretty good. You know, she uh, wouldn't, she wouldn't, she's not hard on AIs either, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty good series. Well, my mom listens to this show every day, and she's watched about every television show that's ever been made <laughs> in its entirety. Okay. So I'm wondering if she even saw this show because she's always looking for new shows. Right, USA right. Network, it was on. USA, yep. Yeah. So you recommend this show? Yes, I do recommend it wholeheartedly. Okay. So the college football rankings Georgia one, Ohio State two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, Michigan five, Notre Dame six. Oklahoma State seven. Well, that's going to get blown up. That's yeah. the old. That's the old rankings. Ohio State will be out of there because they lost. Michigan will be in the top four. Right. Um, Alabama will be st- will still be to be Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati. If you ask me, unless Cincinnati gets bumped, Michigan could they get bumped? I believe they can. I think so too because I mean they you know they play who they play but they. They beat East Carolina. I said they'd win by three touchdowns, and they did. It was like 35-13. But that that win is, you know, Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma is more impressive than that, right? Right, it is. Yep. Notre Dame beating Stanford isn't that isn't that's not more impressive. Stanford stinks. But I could see them getting past. Right. At this point, you know, looking at the rankings, you're right, man. It is Georgia, Michigan. Cincinnati, Alabama, yeah. And then Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, Ohio State. 
Mississippi State is still there. I can't see them going anywhere. But well, Notre Dame and, and Oklahoma State still have a chance to to bump one of those two guys out of there. Mm-hmm. When they bump Alabama out of there, Oklahoma State plays Baylor on the in the championship game. Yep, that's gonna be a good game, man. Yeah, I'm actually I'm kind of pumped up about Saturday. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'll be back in enough time to watch it, man. Because oh, you will. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do the game on Friday night. Oh, it's a Friday night game. Okay, okay. Well, did you see the private chat? You see what Xander said when I was talking about the when the, you were talking you know, about getting a lifetime White Castle. Yeah, yeah she, he's <laughs> like, I hate to do it to you. I saw that. Well, now, wait a second. Now, if you're if you're working Friday in Montana, yeah, how are you? You're not going to be able to do the show on Friday. Yeah, I can't do the show on Friday. I don't have to do anything till that night. Oh, so you be in the hotel? Yeah, I'd be in the hotel. Oh, okay. Well, how do you get out there on Thursday? Fly out on Thursday. My flight leaves at, at uh, 3 o'clock this time, so I don't need to get out early. Okay. And where do you fly into? Denver or something or Chicago? Fly into, the, fly into Denver and, and Joey B. Is Joey B going to meet you at the gate? No, he, he was asking where I was going to fly to. I'm just going to tell him, yeah, I was fly, I'm was i flying into Denver, and from Denver I go to Missoula. Right. Land and on Missoula. a small plane probably. Ooh, I hate the small plane. I know you do. Because sometimes they tell me, you know, hey, we got to even this out. So they'll move other people if I'm on one side. <laughs> right. Yeah. You three people come over here. You, big guy, you stay over on that side, okay? <laughs> Don't move around. Right. right. The, the guy in the back. The big guy in the back. Just stay in your seat the entire flight. What do you mean you got to use the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The, the pilot's flying it. <laughs> Tell that big guy he needs to stay in his seat. He's flying like this, and all of a sudden I go walk with the I, look. He's flying like this, and all of a sudden I walk to the back. Right, it goes like this. Mm. He's trying to he's trying to even it out a little bit. I'll be down in a minute, fellas. You <laughs> as I walk back up, it, it evens back out again. Oh, uh, Joey B should meet you at the gate on your arrival flight at Denver with a right. bag of White Castles. <laughs> Wouldn't that be phenomenal? That he would be the best all-timer. Oh, be the, that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and he already said there's no White Castles in Missoula. <laughs> no, I know, but there's got to be one in Denver, don't you think? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think well, so. Well, he would know. He knows everything about Denver. He, he, he knows, like, where to get breakfast in Missoula, Montana, for God's right, sake. Right, right, right. I can't wait, man. Have rattlesnake and, and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that like a, a meal that they put together out no, there? No, I'm just staying for breakfast. Oh. You know, you never know out there, man. You know. Wow. We'll see a couple bighorn sheep. You know, all that type of good stuff, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now I'm just looking at the the highest paid college coaches now. Lincoln Riley for until the ink dries on Nick Saban's new deal is right. number one. Brian Kelly number two. Nick Saban three. That'll change. Mel Tucker fourth. Is that unbelievable? Wow. I mean, it's, it, he, he's earned Good for it. him. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, he's earned yeah. it, but damn. That's incredible, I, man. I'm, I'm thinking about getting into college football again. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of right. throwing money around. David Shaw, fifth, $8.9 million. Wow. Something's got to give there. Wow. I could that's see. That's crazy. Man, he'd be a nice fit at Notre Dame, though, wouldn't he? Who's that? Uh, Shaw. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. Dab, Dabo Swinney is sixth at 8.3. Then Jimbo Fisher, 7.5. Wow. Kirby Smart. Well, 
James Franklin makes 7.5, I think, now. So yep. he'd be put in. And then Kirby Smart, 7. He'll get a raise. He wins a national championship. He'll get a bonus and a raise. And then 10th is Ryan Day, who back in 2019 was only making only $4.5 million to coach Ohio State. It's now up to 6 Well, he's, he's definitely going to get it. He's going to get a bump. Oh, yeah. Even with think? the loss. Even with the loss, he's going to have right. to. Or he'll go to the pros. Maybe yep. coach his college, <laughs> coach his uh, his quarterback from college. Belichick leads the way in the pros, according to what I'm looking at here. Twelve and a half million. Pete Carroll makes eleven. <sighs> Sean Payton nine point eight. John Harbaugh nine. Matt Rule eight point five, and he has a seven year deal. Rule. <laughs> Some people are saying that he might go back to college. Because Ooh. he doesn't he doesn't have a quarterback. He screwed up the quarterback situation with Darnold. Yep. And McCaffrey's now hurt again and is probably never going to be the same player that he might want to go back to college. I don't know. I think he sees himself as a pro coach. I think so also. I think Sean so also. McVay, eight and a half, Mike Tomlin eight, and Andy Reid eight, according to this list. Man, that's a lot of money, Barrett. I can't believe it, man, for for coaching, man. Unbelievable. And when you're a head coach, you don't do a lot of coaching for real, for real. You just maintain. You coach the coaches, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You tell them what you want. Right. And then they go do it. Wow. Unbelievable. Now, now Joey B says, if Barrett ever did a Colorado State game here, I'd love to buy him dinner. There we go. Yeah. I will take you up on that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Better bring your your American Express. Right. I'm not the skinny girl. I'm not just. Give me a salad and water. You're not eating a salad. (laughs) I'm not eating a salad and water. No. 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 (laughs) Oh, it's so great. All right. We got got Kincaid coming up. He's already ready. He's chomping at the bit. Uh, Hopefully, he's on the drum kit because people want to see him play like maybe an Iron Maiden song on his (laughs) drum kit. Maybe we can do that before we leave. But we'll talk about all things Philly, uh, Sixers. You know, they're in a slump. The Flyers stink. The Eagles are what they are. The Phillies are doing nothing and all this college stuff with Kevin Kincaid from Crossing Broad when we return. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say... 
We got this. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Now, welcome back to the middle, final half hour of the show. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and, uh, you know, we had to pull in one of the big guns today because there's so much going on in sports and he spans the globe from professional to the college ranks. So I figured uh, he'd be the perfect guy to get on with all this stuff going on. Uh, the Sixers floundering around. The Flyers are in free fall. The Eagles just lost to the Giants. Uh, the Phillies are doing absolutely nothing while the Mets are signing all kinds of players. I mean, it, this has been a bad couple of days, Kevin. It has been. Uh, luckily for us, we've got uh, the Philadelphia Union actually winning some games. I just I was going to the... set you right up for that. Uh, the playoffs. The playoffs. I just got off the just got off the phone with the uh, Philadelphia Wings head coach and general manager. We're going to do some lacrosse, some box yeah. lacrosse, on crossing broad tomorrow. Yeah, we're trying to there do any, go. trying to avoid uh, the Eagles. And the Phillies and the Sixers. And, uh, maybe we do one. Maybe we do one week where we do no four for four sports, and we just do like everything off to the side. You know, make it like a once a, once a year tradition. Now, listen, well, I got a I got a request. Yeah, from uh, one of one of the listeners that they wanted me to do this in the drum room, right? In the yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, so, so there's the drum kit over there. Oh wow! Uh, there's the guitars on the wall. Right. We got a Judas Priest 1988 tour poster there. Um, and oh in the God. very the very back there is my other uh, drum kit. And uh, my wife used to work at YSP, so she has an old school 94 WYSP like uh, promotions banner hanging back there. Nice. And, uh, she was a she, yellow. Yeah, and she was a musical person too. So she's got a little corner back there. She was uh, she was in the Council Rock South marching band. So we're a very uh, musical family. <laughs> wow, as you can tell, that's awesome. You yeah. know, if, if I if I woke up like drunk in your basement right there, I don't know where I'd be. Like if I woke up and saw the guitar, I'd be like, "Am I in Martinez's house or Kevin Kincaid's <laughs> yeah. house?" Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why it's why Mertidis and I don't play in a band together. I know. You know at this point, you know, we could do, we would do a great set list. We do. You some like pan, the same Pantera. kind of music? Yeah. We do some Pantera, some Megadeth, yeah, Slayer, Slayer. Iron Bro, if Maiden. I woke up drunk and you're and you're, I'd be like, "What the hell am I? I need to get the hell up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Where exactly <laughs> like, am I? I'm like, whoa, whoa, I'm in a. 
Oh, that's I awesome. I should not be here. That... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let let you start with the union because I know you you are the sure. you, you are the source of of uh, everything union, and they're in the playoffs. They just beat Nashville, I think, right over the weekend. That's right. Yep. So what's yep. next for them? Eastern Conference Finals, baby. They've made it to the Final Four. So uh, there's a game tonight between New England and New York City. If New England wins, the Union go up to New England and they play on the terrible crap artificial turf of Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. And if they win, uh, NYC comes down to play at Subaru Park, which is a beautiful natural grass pitch, Harry. Yeah. And uh, so we're hoping City. But uh, listen, it's a huge accomplishment for them. I don't, I don't have to tell anybody that. You know, for a team that had one didn't win a playoff game until their 10th year in existence – uh, to string a couple wins together. Uh, they won a trophy last year. They're on a little bit of a run now. They went to the uh, semifinals of the Champions League this year. Good for them. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. people down there have been working hard, putting in the time and effort, and they have an identity. They have yep. a great sporting director, a great coach. And, like, you know, quite frankly, like, you know, a lot of the other a lot of the other teams in town could look down at the union and see what they're doing, which is they have a, a clear philosophy, and they're, they're sticking to it. And they've, um, you know, they've been successful doing that. Yeah, they got a farm league, man. You know, yeah. that's, that's huge. With yeah. having that, especially, you know, with these kids coming out these days, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of um, high school teams and, and Pop Warner teams, you know, as far as football yeah. are suffering because they don't have a pipeline that they can use to go back and, you know, get these guys. Kids are not playing sports like they used to play them before. So the mere fact that they have like a little farm league or like, a you know, to, to kind of prep these kids and, you know, put them on, a, you know, the same levels they do in Europe. In Europe, yeah. you're – 10 years old and you might be making a million bucks man you are not at that <laughs> point yet but i mean there are kids over there actually seven eight years old that sign on these teams and, yeah. and, and their parents get paid for it the other you know the other day in the penalty shootout they had an 18 year old kid right local kid step up and he hit a penalty kick and then he did the i've got ice in my veins celebration oh wow 18 year old kid you know <laughs> so uh think think of the cojones you have to have to uh to do that you know now do you right. do a double knee slide and and while he's doing the ice in my veins no you can't because no. the, the penalty shootout wasn't over yet you know if he oh. had scored the winning penalty he could have d- done a double backhand spring into the river end if he wanted to you know so <laughs> but uh you know it, it was it's it's cool like to barrett's point too it's cool that uh yeah, they're easy to cheer for because they got kids who are local. You know, Brendan Aronson's yeah. from Medford, New Jersey. They sold him to Europe, and now he's starting for the United States national team. Wow. Uh, Zach Zach Steffen didn't didn't play for the Union, but uh, was a starting goalkeeper when they beat Mexico a couple weeks ago. He's from Coatesville, and then you got oh, Christian wow. Christian Pulisic, who's from Hershey. Hershey, and, uh, yeah, you know, right. So there's like the two Pennsylvania dudes and a guy from Medford playing for the uh, <laughs> playing for the United States. Yeah, we call we call him the Medford Messi. Well, that's our, uh, <laughs> is that right that's our nickname for him yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. oh man now yeah. do they you know if they were in college like what kind of name image and likeness stuff do you think they'd be able to get oh my god well the medford well i guess you couldn't do the medford messy right because you can't take Messi's name right? right but you could uh figure something listen i think if they were doing name image and likeness in college they'd be signing up as a bar stool athlete and that's about it which means you don't get anything but you get a retweet from portnoy so uh <laughs> You know, it's probably, the, it's probably the best that the, the college soccer players could come up with. They ain't, they ain't signing any kind of, uh, you know, uh, Georgia football kind of deals, you know. You can't put a value on a retweet from Portnoy, though. That's true. Know? I mean, I would never, you right. know, I, I say it and I laugh, but, you know, maybe they end up with uh, 10,000 more Twitter followers, you know. Right. So, we can who, all who use am, that. Who am, I to, who am I to judge? All right. Mad Hatter on the stream wants to know if that, I, I believe he's talking about the white guitar. Is that a yeah. BC Rich Warlock? It's a BC Rich Ironbird. Um, oh, okay, that's All a right. ni- that was that's my most prized possession. It's a uh, it's a 1980s um, 
handcrafted when they made them out in California. Okay. Uh, so that's one of the originals. The Kiss, Paul Stanley played one of those back in the day for Kiss. Um, they were popular among like heavy metal bands back yeah. then. They don't, they don't really make them anymore. So that is my most valued possession right there. Do you have a, cr- <laughs> you have a Kramer? I remember Kramers were big with metal bands too. No, I, I've always been a BC Rich guy, and I have a Gibson that I love playing too. It's a Les Paul Studio, right Actually, there. Yeah, it's got yeah. a sunburst. Kind you of can't a sunburst. go. You can't go wrong with anything they make. Yeah, I've been no. a guitar player for 18 years, but I play drums more now because I think when you have two kids, you just want to go downstairs and bang on something, <laughs> and uh, you want right. to you want to like empty your mind and you don't want to think about what you have to play. So let me just right. go down here and hit on this, and maybe I'll record some videos <laughs> and share them on Twitter, and the listeners of the middle will like them. So. Well, if you were an Eagles fan on Sunday, you wanted to bang on something around around four o'clock in the afternoon what was your what was your initial reaction to uh losing to the lowly giants i just can't stand joe judge i mean his fake tough guy routine you know the last day he's a he is a a disgrace to the great (laughs) borough of lansdale you know the fine people who live up here in (laughs) central monco if that's a location but Uh uh no it was funny because i was sitting there thinking like okay they fired jason garrett they're gonna get like the motivated team that comes out and plays hard for the new guy i mean freddie kitchens is not was not exactly lighting the world on fire there i did like the flea flicker into the screen pass that was a nice touch from him that was a yolo kind of play call from a guy who might not be calling the plays next year but uh i just you know i i think that they were reverting nick sirianni was reverting to some bad habits early on tried to throw the ball but to his credit you know they got back to running the ball on that drive right before halftime and they ran the ball in the second half as well and i don't know there's nothing really profound to say like you turn the ball over four times and your quarterback can't can't throw you back into a game or the receivers drop the touchdown passes that he does throw then there you are mm-hmm. losing 13 to 7 i just i just think like i look at it from a macro level you guys know that like i've always viewed this eagle season as a fact finding mission mm-hmm. i don't care if they win the division i don't care if they go to the playoffs if we answer the question of you know is jalen hurts a qb of the future and like know. where where I, where i where i'm at with that is like if i was doing a college thesis right and you write like the one sentence at the very top of it which is like explaining what you're going to talk about for the next 10 bazillion words my like Eagles thesis at this point would be I don't think Jalen Hurts can consistently win NFL games with his arm, comma. However, you can win with Jalen Hurts. And what I mean by that is, you know, if they change their philosophy from the top down and they commit to building the Baltimore Ravens 2.0, then they build a great defense and a running team and commit to it. Maybe they can do it. I don't know. I, I just don't think Howie Roseman's the kind of guy who wants to uh who's gonna go down that path, you know. If you if you try if you try to like replicate like make make Jalen Hurts, you know, a Lamar Jackson type of guy. Maybe he can do it, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think that question is answered through uh, twelve games so far. He's not going to get an opportunity to do that, you know. So I, I think it's, it's already a foregone conclusion, you know. Especially after this game, that this is going to be that way. You know, they're not going to do it, and um, you know, just just seeing how this organization has handled themselves in the past. Those three draft picks, those first round draft picks, man, are. are burning a hole in Howie's pocket. So yeah. since they're burning a hole in his pocket, he's going to want to get him get out there and, and find somebody ASAP. The owner's on his back for doing it. And plus he wants to get tied to someone that's successful. As long as he's tied to someone in the organization that's successful, that means he sticks around a lot longer. And I think that's the biggest reason why he's going to want to go out and get somebody like that. Yeah, self-preservation for sure. Yeah. That's why I say it's a <clears throat> philosophical thing. Like let's just say for a minute, let's do an exercise here. Let's say they could be successful – uh, building a run first team with Jalen Hurts if they used all those draft picks on the defense. How much do you think Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie would be amenable to that? Mm-hmm. 
Like that's not what they are. No. Like they look at all the guys, the quarterbacks that they've liked in the past. They're all six foot three Caucasian stiffs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> yep. and maybe that sounds vulgar. Maybe that was crass of me to say, but like there's a there's a pattern there. And some of the yeah. stiffs are turn out not to be stiffs, like Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, but there's a clearly a pattern there. Right. The Clayton Clayton Thorson's of this world. Yeah, they're looking at Kenny Pickett. Right. right. So I think they salivated over Trevor Simeon years ago. Trevor probably. Simeon, yeah. you know, Sam Howell. Maybe, maybe Howie was doing a two-for scouting mission out there in the Berg, you know? Right. But uh I, I don't know. I just it to me to me it's more of a macro level philosophical kind of thing. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any guarantee that if you let Jalen Hurts develop the rest of the year and into next year that he's ever going to be a guy who's going to win games consistently with his arm. So the mm-hmm. question for the Eagles is how long are you willing to wait? Or maybe you've already made the decision that he's not that guy. What about the guy that was uh, trying to beat the Washington football team last night and his availability or possible availability? Would you take a run at him at the age of 33? I don't know. I just don't. I, f- I feel like there's, there's a better way to do it. I, I like to feel this maybe this is really stupid, but I like to feel as though you build a team that's kind of where the pieces kind of match in uh, in uh, terms of like we've got young talent coming in. Let's get the quarterback right, and then let's build everything around it. I, I don't I don't trust the Eagles to like rebuild the defense and get the pieces and then bring the veteran quarterback in. I don't know. It just seems mm-hmm. like I would personally do it the opposite way, you know, versus like gambling on a guy who's who has a lot of tread on the tires. You know, I, I would just prefer that they find a guy through the draft. Maybe it's not going to happen, but I don't know. It's just a personal preference. Or maybe it happens is. next year in the draft, and, the, you know, because they trade back and get a, a first-rounder for next year when there might be better quarterbacks. I if this know. was a better quarterback class, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the thing that's killing me, you know, because otherwise you could, you could you know, take one of those picks and get a quarterback or maybe trade two of them and move up for the quarterback you want and you still have a first rounder left over you know there would be mm-hmm. optionality which right. is not which is not a word even though daryl Morey uh uses it all the time um <laughs> but i don't know i just i i don't again if you if you wrote down like a hundred questions i think i may have wrote down a hundred questions for crossing broad at the beginning of the year like answer like let's answer these questions about the eagles right now um I don't feel like we've answered enough of the proverbial questions to feel like any certain way about next year. Right. Well, the only thing you, I think we've answered is our starting left tackle. Yeah. I think we've answered our starting left guard. Mm-hmm. I think we've also, um, I think we've answered the fact that, you know, we have to move on from pricey guys trying to rest the passer, you know, yeah. as far as Fletcher Cox um, and Derek Barnett. I don't know from any other way which way which direction do you go after that? You know, linebacker position is still up in the air. You know, they rewarded a guy to coming in and playing hard, playing tough, showing the ability to play. Yeah. But do you sign, you know, the other guys, you know, single singles into a long term deal? There's so many unanswered questions there. Yeah. Well, let me Tied ask you, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Barrett. Like, if you do you think right now, if the Eagles were able to carve out some kind of identity as a running team in a passing league and they ran QB powers and zone reads and RPOs and let Jalen hurts use his legs and do some of the things that they're doing now successfully. Is that sustainable? And is it going to win you a Super Bowl? No, no, I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah. See, that's but, why it's a philosophical thing. Cause like they're winning games week to week and they had a little run there where it was going, you know, right. Mm-hmm. But you know, the things that they do well, is like, that's not, that's not congruent with what, 
works in the modern day NFL or what's sustainable in the NFL. So even though you have like like a semblance of a good thing here, I wouldn't put it past Howie and Jeffrey Lurie to blow it up because they just don't think that, you know, philosophically that's the way that you win. But right. I, I, I will say this. You've also you've won you've won game. You've you when you say a running quarterback, that's that's I haven't seen anybody win a championship doing that, but I have seen guys have the running the ball great defense and that has won a championship i say yeah. no because only because they haven't they don't have the capacity or the leadership inside you know the the you know people making decisions to build a great defense that's the only reason why i say no now if you say if they yeah. could build a great defense and do that with a running quarterback i'd say they can do that they can definitely win with Jalen hurst but i don't see them having that ability to to build a championship defense anymore i don't i don't don't think that howie will do that because you have to draft a a safety you have to draft a linebacker that you have to fear and they won't but they won't do that and another edge rusher yeah Yeah, an edge rusher yeah all right before we get to the college stuff uh you brought up daryl moray uh sixers in a little bit of a spin here since Embiid has, has been out he came back now he's starting to regain his strength but will the sixers fan get a christmas gift in a trade of Ben Simmons before the end of the year? No. Mm. No, it'll go beyond that, I think. Um, If it goes beyond the deadline, then you really ask questions because I just don't think – it, look, it, it's I I give Daryl Morey credit for being you know, for playing it hard and fast and not not budging on the Ben Simmons thing, but you can't let it get to the point where you're wasting a year of Joel Embiid's prime, right? Right. I mean, he's not, he, he's only got a finite amount of time left, you know. So to me, it would be malpractice if you go any further than that, you know, because then you like you win the 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 dumbest pissing contest of your. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can say any. You, you win the dumbest pissing contest of the year, but at what expense? You know, right. like at the end of the day, you're you're bringing back a number one seed. So I mean, like you have a finite like window that's not very large to begin with to go for it, right? So, um, to answer the question, I would say no, and I'll give you like a pseudo. And eh, this isn't even really a hot take, but I, I think the Sixers are going to fall below five hundred this month you know they go on a four-game road trip this week they come back they play utah and golden state at home who are two of the top three teams in uh the nba right now and uh i, I don't know joel and beat like these guys coming back from covid like it takes time you know mm-hmm. look at what seth curry was last year you know and until he got hot in the playoffs until he finally started looking like himself again so you know i i want to be positive about it uh, I don't want to be negadelphia about it, but I'm more in like like a state of like uh, like suspension with the Sixers right now. But it's like I feel like I'm in Sixers stasis, where I'm just kind of kind of waiting for them to uh, to pull the trigger on a Ben move, and then we'll go from there. Because everybody knows that this is a joke until they until they do that. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, uh, college football is yes. just it's, it's on fire right now. I mean this is our week, Harry. This, this is, is our week. We got yeah. championship week and nobody's <laughs> talking about the games. They're all talking about this coach leaving this place for that place and making yeah. 10 million dollars. It is unbelievable. What did you think of like you know the first move when you found out Lincoln Riley was leaving Oklahoma for USC and all he got? I just you know, like it's crazy to me just to think in a vacuum that any coach would willingly leave Oklahoma or willingly leave Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I mean, like think of, think about that for a minute. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Right. Like there's, <laughs> but, but then when I kind of like come back around that, I'm like, all right, well, where are they leaving to go to 
Southern Cal and LSU. I, I mean, there's only like a handful of programs you would leave those programs for. But it's just, I think the thing that kills Harry is what you were saying right at the beginning there. It's like, we're focused on this instead of a bunch of great games coming up. Yeah. You know? And like, yeah. but, but Notre Dame is 11 and 1. Right. They could like be if, in the playoff. If, if things go, like, if a couple of things go their way, like, they could be in the playoff. Yeah. The yeah. playoffs, as right. Jim Mora once said, you know, but like, and not have their coach. Right. So, and like beyond that with the bowl game thing, it's like, look, I I get it. Like if, if the players, if uh think they got a chance to make a couple million dollars and they don't want to injure themselves, so be it. But yeah. And, and Barrett can speak to this too. It's like the vast majority of guys on college teams are not going to the NFL. Yep. So like, imagine like that's your swan song, your final game where a bunch of your guys who are headed to the pros don't participate. Your coach is going to another school and just puts a damper on bowl season, which is supposed to be kind of like a celebration of the sport. And you get to watch all these great games and whatnot. So I think it's just, I I understand why the culture is the way it is, but it's still disappointing. Well, the stupid early signing day really throws a wrench into all this too. I I know if they, if they could come up with, if the, if the calendar was tweaked a little bit or, or like you didn't have to wait, forever to play the Poulan weed eater bowl right then we wouldn't be in these situations in the first place and which is where we're going by the way we scraped to six and six so oh yeah um yeah big win over kansas to get us that's for hey kansas beat texas man yeah so (laughs) i I don't know it just i I think the thing that's a bummer is like look i know the transfer portal makes it a little easier for players to move um i would like coaches to you know at least commit to their teams through the end of the season but like at the same time like i get it you know if if uh you know, you know, I have a great gig at Crossing Broad, but if the New York Times came to me tomorrow and said, we'll let you write about, uh, f- you know, football all day long for the New York Times, then you would go to the New York Times, you know? So right, it's just, right. I, you know, I understand why these guys are in the situations they're in. How about, can, go ahead, Barrett. I'm, I'm just looking at the whole situation, man. You know, it, it's, it's, it's very apparent now. Now, I've always known it, you know, that, that NFL, I mean, college football is, is, is big business. Mm-hmm. But the kids weren't partaking into it. And when they did, you know, they got penalized for it. Yep. They're now starting to show what we've seen as players for a long time, that it's big business. Um, you know, this likeness, you know, deal is, it made it, you know, very apparent that, you know, these athletes are now getting paid for that type of stuff that, that college football has been paid for, for years and years and years. And, you know, now they can move the same way these coaches can move, you know, it's just, it's just turned into more. So it's, 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 it's a, it's more of a, a job now as opposed to you know, are right, you just gaining an education, man? You know. Yeah, and, and like, I, I, look, I, I think if if we if the gripe was like, coaches being able to move and do whatever they want, and we know we're not going to correct that and bring them back down to the level that the players are, then elevate the players to the level that the coaches are and give them the, give yep. them the same freedoms that they have, and that addresses the question: nil transfer mm-hmm. portal stuff like that, because. You know, if there's nothing, if you're going to put in a rule to like, I don't know, say you have a rule that keeps, you know, Brian Kelly at Notre Dame through the end of it or whatever, like instead of putting the restrictions on everybody, just open it up and make it a free for all and let them do their thing. You know, I mean, um, transfer portal, we got a a crappy quarterback out of uh, Bowling Green, but, you know, a couple of years ago, he would have never been able to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I think like if you're going to, if the situation is going to be what it is, then the answer is to open it up for the players and keep, keep moving in that fashion, which is like, uh, it was, you know, the the NIL thing was so popular that even the Republicans and the Democrats both agreed uh, on it, you know, which is like the first time they've, they've agreed on anything in like 40 years, you know, so right. 
that tells you all you need to know, right? Make yeah, I you... missed out on all that stuff, man. I missed it all, man. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you played for some good K-State teams back in the day, so. Yeah, but we weren't getting paid. I remember I was playing in Apex. Yeah, that's playing in Apex. We wanted to save money. Coach Schneider, oh, my goodness. Great yeah. guy. Yeah. Saved my life, but <laughs> Apex, man, come on. I'd wear them for one half, and it, the bottom be falling out of them, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Coach they, Schneider would have never left K-State for Southern Cal. He would have stayed at K-State for Southern Cal. He would have. That's right. Years, have, you know? That's so, exactly right. Got the stadiums yeah, named right. after him down there, you know? Do you think James Franklin wishes he would have waited a week to make a decision? I don't know, man. Brent Pry is a big loss, and um, – you know, he was he's got roots in uh in Virginia too. So not right. only does he did, does he miss out on whatever opportunity he could have, he loses his really good defensive coordinator yeah. at the same time. You know, he's going Virginia to Tech. Virginia Tech. And he and Brent Pry was a graduate assistant for uh, Bud Foster down at there. At Virginia Tech. He was yeah. one of the best defensive coordinators. I don't yeah. know why he never became a head coach, but uh yeah. I remember we were playing against some of those those uh, VPI teams back in the day and man, they were stout. They were. But, uh, that's good. I, I don't. Yeah, I just wonder. Like, I don't know how Penn State fans feel about that. I've, I've never. Maybe you guys are different, but I've never. I've never. I don't think I've ever talked to a Penn State fan who's like, rah rah, James Franklin. No, right. Very Me few. Either. Very few. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. So, so why ten years? Like, I don't. I don't know. It just doesn't really. I think he's a great recruiter or whatever. I think they. I think they reached their their ceiling with James Franklin a couple of years ago, and I just mm-hmm. Penn Penn State should. Should should be in that echelon of Southern Californias and Ohio States and and Alabamas and Georgias and stuff like that. What do you think uh, Temple ends up doing? Man, I don't know. I just I think the statistic, if you go back to Al Golden's years, mm-hmm. uh, you would know. I'd give him a I call. Do. Well, what's what's the so? Let me ask you this: Who is the last Temple coach who left unwillingly? Um. Bobby Wallace, yeah. So we're going Bobby back. 15, that's, like, that's prior to Golden, because yeah, Golden yeah. came in for him. Yeah, yeah. And I know that they, I know the Temple kind of got screwed a little bit with the Manny Diaz thing, but yeah. um, Rod Carey's Northern Illinois teams, like they were three years removed from their ten, their eleven win and twelve win seasons. So he yep. wasn't a super sexy pick at the time. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And when they went undefeated too, and he coached in that bowl game, like he was the interim guy because right. the other dude left. Right, the so, other guy went to North Carolina State, I think. Yeah, I like David the idea Dorn. of yeah, I like the idea of going like qualified coordinator at a power five school, bring him in for his first head coaching job, let him do that, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what they've had the most success with if if you're gonna tell yourself and be okay with the fact that like this guy's probably gonna leave in two or three years. Yeah, because you know? that's what Temple is, like it or not. And uh I just think with the way that it went with the COVID season and this year, like I feel like the momentum for the on campus stadium oh, is totally gone. All that stuff is gone. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. See uh, Fran Brown having an opportunity. Yeah, maybe they bring back uh, Ed Foley. What's Ed Foley doing right now? Ed Foley's down with Carolina. Uh, yeah. Oh, which he went yeah. with Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I, I don't know. I I I wonder about the future of Temple football too, because you know with with the American, you know, sending yeah. three teams to the Big Twelve. Like I I I feel like Temple's kind of at a crossroads a little bit, where it's like do you, do you do you want to be a basketball school or do you want to be a, a football school? Mm-hmm. Cause I think the American is, is okay for either one of those, but they could be better suited if they wanted to focus on basketball, trying to go somewhere else. If they wanted to go, you know, they could, they could try to make a, a play to get back in the a 10 and go like independent of football. 
Right. You know, and there's enough independence that they could play out there. They could start some kind of another Eastern thing, but I don't know. It just doesn't, it, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to believe we're, we're not that far removed from like the college game day being here. You know, Unbelievable. 2016. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. It seems like 10, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. All right, Kev, uh, check him out on crossing broad, follow him on Twitter. He's uh, if you like soccer, man, this guy, you, you gotta be tuned in for this because he's the one guy in this area that's dialed in on all of it and college sports. Um, he does it all. We appreciate you. You're gonna appreciate you have a it, minute bro. to drum, or you, you know you want to hit the hit the. Oh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. It's an electronic kit. I don't know how to mic. Oh, it. that's I'd right. Go, but yeah, maybe we'll set up a performance for the next time. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Don't you have that overhead camera? Like I, yeah, I, it's you see the hole in the drop ceiling right there. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's where the camera comes out because I couldn't figure out how to rig it any other way. Wow. So I took the ceiling. I took the ceiling <laughs> ceiling tile out, and I I strapped it to like a, a joist. <laughs> running running through my basement so. that's great ingenuity by you bro that is incredible. Yeah, you, you don't have to see how the hot dog is made you just gotta <laughs> just eat it just eat yeah. it yeah. yeah all right appreciate it man all enjoy right. the football this weekend there he is <laughs> kevin Kincaid. we love him he's great well how about that he opens up the ceiling tile drops a camera down so so you can have a, a you know the overhead shot of him playing drums bro i had the same thing down in my basement in my um in my um in my workout room, because when I when I get on my my uh, elliptical, mm-hmm. I'm taller than what they did, so I got to take out the drop seal. So I don't, oh. I don't even put one there now. I just I just leave it out. You know what I'm saying? I just leave it out. So I just it's been it's been like that wow. for years. Wow. Since I've had the basement, so you know that's what it is. That's I I used to have a like an upper bunk in the fraternity house, so I was you know up near the ceiling tile, and I would take the ceiling tiles out too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you made my day, bro. Yeah, there it is. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, and that might not be a bag of White Castles, but I figured I'd get you laughing on that one. All right, well, stay tuned for uh, Dan Cilio later today with the football show from 4 to 6, Birds 365 tomorrow. Are you going on Birds 365 again tomorrow? No, just today. No. I'm just on it today. Uh, okay. All right, well – uh Stay tuned for them tomorrow and everything here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Smash the like button, tell a friend, and we will talk at you all again tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.